Welcome to the mixtape. I'm Valerie. And I'm Natalie. And it's our final episode of season two. No. (laughs) I know. It went by so fast and we have had some incredible guests and it's not stopping today. It's been amazing. (laughs) Yes. Today we have another incredible duo, Mishka Simonette Jameson and Dr. Larissa Ferdinand. Mishka is a practice leader at Mix and an incredible leader on our team. We're so lucky to have her. And she is hosting a dear friend of hers, Dr. Larissa Ferdinand, who is a board-certified OBGYN and the founder and CEO of the Estrogen Doctor Company. With Women's Health Month right around the corner in May, this is perfect timing to discuss these important topics and inspire wellness for all of us. And with that, here's Mishka and Dr. Larissa to round out Season 2 of The Mixed Eat. Welcome, everyone. My name is Mishka Simonet, a practice leader here at Mixed Talent. As we end season two of the Mixed Tapes and enter the month of May, we celebrate Women's Health Week with the goal of encouraging women and young girls to prioritize health and wellness. To help us drive the discussion, I am honored to introduce our guest, Dr. Larissa Ferdinand. To get you acquainted with our guest, a few fun facts. Dr. Larissa Ferdinand is a board-certified OBGYN, menopause health expert, and owner-CEO of the Thrive Beyond Wellness Center. Dr. Larissa helps women overcome the sea of overwhelm in all stages of menopause, peri to post, so they can live more productive, powerful, and performance-driven lives. In 2020, she was named one of the top OBGYN physicians in the Orlando Family Magazine, She is a best-selling contributing author of The Codes of Longevity, Be Ageless, Live Limitless, and serves as women's health advisor to Bossa Bars, a snack food service company that promotes healthy eating and lifestyle. Dr. Larissa serves as a physician business consultant in the emerging global market of femtech. In these roles, she uses her medical background and integrative precision wellness training to help create a diverse, personalized, and inviting healthcare ecosystem. Her values-driven mission is to create a transformative experience through a whole body connection and be an agent of change in the landscape of the delivery of health care for women. Dr. Larissa, we are so fortunate to have you and welcome to the mixtapes. Thank you. I feel like you might have to take a breath or something. That was a lot, wasn't it? I know. I oh want, my goodness, I, I'm sorry. I know you're a humble spirit, so I wanted to I give am. you full credit. <laughs> Thank uh, you to for what, that. What the treat that our audience would have today. Absolutely. Thank you. I love being here. As we start our conversation, I reflect on the quote, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So framing the concept of prevention, how has diagnostic testing evolved to allow women insight into their cellular health to support good habits and food choices to prevent disease? Um, I think a best way to answer that question has to do with it's still one part. It's an integral part, but there's so many other things as far as really connecting with women of where they are in different reproductive cycles. So how we address certain things with a woman who could be 20-something or 30-something or 40-something or 50-something has to do with what are those areas we are going to target? What are those particular tests that are going to make a difference? Because at the end of the day, when we look at that global picture of the delivery of healthcare to women, uh, everybody's experience is a little different. Um, their exposure may be a little different. There might be frustrations from how the system is set up 
versus um, experiences that women have had that have that have allowed them not to embrace a particular medical plan or change the trust within a certain system because um, we tend to have areas that are less fragmented, uh, uh, excuse me, more fragmented because of the different, um, like between uh, areas of the insurance care model, um, what a patient or a woman may get exposed to, um, and then what particular uh, areas that may focus more importantly for them. The other thing has to do with what are those areas uh, about this whole body connection, the things that I'm talking about, you know, and in simple ways, I, I put that as what are the integrative solutions? What are like the mind, body, spirit type things? So actually April is stress awareness month. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to tie in um, uh, things that are going on with hormonal fluctuations of a woman that could be in perimenopause and menopause and um, life circumstances that could be from grief of a of a dying parent or divorce or relationship changes. How does that go into it? And then following trends, which kind of brings in that part of the diagnostic test, mm-hmm. because regardless, it's still something that is a part of a whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we start looking at it from that lens and utilizing how these environmental changes Mm -hmm. have impacted women at these different stages and uh, ideally see where these gaps can be followed, how we can um, mend these areas through diagnostic testing, then we've kind of changed the trajectory of health outcomes, Mm -hmm. you know, because now we've mixed more innovation possibility other than just saying, hey, I got a pap, I got a mammogram, check, I'm good for the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good point. So when I think of cancer, most cancers, five to 10% of them, according to the American Cancer Society, are caused by inherited mutations. But then many are caused by acquired mutations, such as environmental factors that you're talking Mm -hmm. about, such as tobacco, radiation, viruses, and even age. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you see in your practice around being able to to identify those factors and influence a better outcome for women? Um, I, I love this question because one of the things that I've started to do when I partner with women, and I like to use the word partner, mm-hmm. because when we start seeing it as a bi-directional relationship that builds trust and envelops this innovation of um, where advancing a medicine is, and most importantly, it allows a woman to understand that whoever this trusted healthcare provider is someone who values them, understands them, and um, most importantly, wants to hear them. Mm-hmm. And so if there's areas within the environment that can be changed, um, I like to do what we call a genomics testing. So a lot of times we we know as far as the genetic test, and I'm just going to use an example, The um, if we're trying to find out if we have a higher uh, or increased incidence or chance of getting breast cancer, when majority of breast cancers are not 
inherited. They're not inherited by a defective mutation or gene. Mm-hmm. Um, we, but that's what we think about in terms of mainstream or to the lay public if someone says that we have some type of genetic abnormality or prenatal testing. Many women are familiar, uh, you know, those who are listening, hey, I got a genetic test from my doctor. My, my baby looks like it doesn't have Down syndrome or has an abnormal chromosome defect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily rule out all things. What the canvas that we need to um, develop and unfold a lot is how our behavior changes, our traumas, how nutrition, how areas are changing what we call our genetic blueprint. So I use something called uh, a genomics testing that focuses on epigenetics. So it's not something where we're saying we're changing the blueprint of the DNA sequence itself, but we're understanding how are these uh, areas of our DNA sequence, excuse me, modified or altered or changed based on the environment that our genes are exposed to. Because all of us have a certain amount of variations within what we call our genetic code, but there's certain genes that are going to be turned on mm-hmm. or turned off. And that is very much influenced, backed by science and many of the things as we continue to understand our human genome. And one of those has to do with our environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So let's think also, you know, as we tie that into mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. of our women, right? Um, women are, we're doing so much. We wear multiple hats. We're workers. We're mothers. We're wives. We're, we're teachers. We're mentors. So an interesting statistic that I found, according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, is that women are twice as likely than men to suffer from anxiety mm-hmm. disorder. And so hearing what you're you're speaking about, like our food choices, there's so many things that can influence our mental health. But mm-hmm. how do you encourage your patients to, to keep an eye on that from a preventative standpoint? Um, I'd like to relate to a couple of statistics here because I think that's important. Mental health disease or many of the array of mental health disorders are getting the recognition that they deserve right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing is, it's something that we've always known impacts us. So let's just say, for example, many of us have experienced, um, if we've had multiple nights of lack of sleep, that we feel altered, we feel off, we're just not together. So compound that with life circumstances. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is many women are breadwinners. Mm -hmm. Um, Majority of them may live in dual households or them as the single parent, but 50% of those could be what we consider the breadwinners. On top of that, women may tend to always, over 75% of the time, be considered the caregiver. Mm -hmm. So if that's the, the nature of it, it could be the caregiver and a gap of two different generations or a generation that doesn't have grandma or grandpa. And that's the, the change in the nuclear family. You have women who are, are working their, their careers longer, waiting to have babies later. Me, myself, I had my baby um, and my only one in my late 30s. And how those areas impact with stress with um, how um, the what you said, the multiple hats. I always say, mm-hmm. you know, the only badge of honor we should 
we should try to wear is if you were a Girl Scout or a Brownie <laughs> or you yes. have served in our military forces. So mm-hmm. I thank you for your service mm-hmm. um, right now, because many women definitely put their lives on the, on the line and men. So but the badge of honor of wearing multiple hats has its cost mm-hmm. and the body wants to reach home. It always wants to have a state of adaptation. And that's the beauty of our bodies, it's going to want to reach a, a time of of being able to be more resilient. Mm-hmm. However, when we continue to adapt and adapt and I always say at some point, your body will show signs of dysfunction before it totally malfunctions. Mm-hmm. And that's when most likely women, because we we will find ways, we will try to do what we need to do in the gap. But with that, that can add to our mental stressors. That can that can add to our depression, our anxiety, our feelings on an edge where, for an example, it can look like some people say, well, you know, I don't feel down. I don't feel out. But if you had a red light and you're having road rage, that mm-hmm. could be a sign. Mm-hmm. If you know that um, you had a child who didn't do well, but they usually do well, but you felt like you had a short fuse, that could be a sign. Because you are relating certain different coping mechanisms where there could have been multiple areas where therapy, being able to talk to someone, being able to have an hour to yourself and know that, you know, like you can go to the bathroom and not have someone tugging on your on your skirt. You know, it. I, I like to give visual canvases of that because um, you had used something um, uh, uh, and in a way that I thought painted it well, that we have in a way a stigma mm-hmm. of what mental health disease should look like. Sure. And um and it's and it's not. Sometimes it's just the matter of we're not coping as well. And it shows up in overeating. It should and therefore it links to obesity. It shows up in uh short fuses and panic attacks and anxiety where all of a sudden we end up in on a pill course and feeling more down, gaining weight, have loss of energy. And all of these things impact us, impact our hormones, impact how we show up for ourselves and show up for others. And all of a sudden we're looking at it. Okay, where was my oxygen mask when we started? Mm -hmm. That's beautifully said. Mm -hmm. And something that we talked about is that a life coach or Mm -hmm. a therapist, right, is Mm -hmm. somewhat of a stigma, right? Mm -hmm. And, And if you cry out for help, is that a can you handle it, right? Versus the shift of paradigm to that, it's a standard to ask mm-hmm. for help. Mm-hmm. And it's a standard to seek out a life coach or a therapist. So mm-hmm. it's beautiful awareness for our audience to take care of your mental health and your body yeah. um, at the same time. And speaking of the the movement, right, we think of heart disease. We touched mm-hmm. on that and that it is still, although improving, um, many women, are, are, are their lives are cut short because of heart disease. So I think of... Zumba and group exercise. The pandemic is now still here, right? But we haven't been able to get out and move and and Mm -hmm. move and groove, as I say, with other women. What do you recommend to your patients as good, appropriate forms of exercise as we age? Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's interesting. You mentioned the the pandemic, something that we're still in. Yes. And you remember how we were in college and I don't know if you were ever told like when you're in college or starting college, it's something about the freshman 15. Yes. So did you get the freshman 15? <laughs> I sure did. Okay. All right. It's interesting because I end up losing weight and starting college, uh, but that's a story for another episode. So you can ask me about that one. That's a whole nother big statement in itself. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you have like now the COVID 20, you know, and some mm-hmm. people even said, hey, I had the COVID-45, you know, kind of mm-hmm. um, putting in with the COVID-45s. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think this is a great question because um, as the pandemic persisted, the snack industry like catapulted, you know, like mm-hmm. it went through the roof, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there were many stories of not only families who, you know, snack through, but every time they turn around, you had little kids wanting snacks too. And so uh, that added on to it, finishing their snacks or um, the, the time where you just have, Hey, I'm trying to get all this as much as I can, excuse me, mm-hmm. as much as I can in my pantry, because we might run out of a shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to your question, um, I think the best thing, especially when we're talking about women who, um, may or may not be, um, well off into their career, but regardless, your CEO of home, boardroom, or bedroom, that's what I like to call it, and your CEO of your life. And fitting in something is probably that first thing. Understand it's, it's not only an impact of weight and uh, reducing risks that are affiliated, uh, like cardiovascular disease, uh, that obesity can tag on. It's the brain health. Mm-hmm. The number... Um, the number one thing that I often get from women as they age is um, concern that they're going to lose their mind, mm-hmm. concern that they won't be able to have the memories. Mm-hmm. And so instituting something, even if it's a little bit, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes a day, um, I think of recognizing the importance of valuing that time. The second one is um, it's a little strange. Uh, I get a lot of feedback when I say it is, I love to reclaim recovery. There are a lot of exercise programs out there that are not necessarily should be one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And especially when women could be going through a lot of hormonal dysregulation mm-hmm. or imbalances. Mm-hmm. And especially if their cortisol hormone is too high or their nervous system, I like to speak in terms of nervous system, what we call um, the excitatory response, what we call our sympathetic nervous system. And that can mount more stress, that can mount uh, more sleepless nights. You don't sleep well, you're not gonna lose the consistent weight that you're you're looking for, and it can impact your brain function. And so reclaim and recovery means that you're going to take the necessary breaks um, between fitness programs. So whether it's yoga, deep breathing, doing something that is going to allow your body to relax and um, set things in motion for the next day and allow and be okay with it. Um, And the thing that offsets it is don't sit there and snack all day, right? And get Mm -hmm. the COVID-20. And then the third one is, um, I love HIT or high intensity interval training. Um, Mixing that with some resistance training, even if it's not something that you can, that you have to do for 30 minutes. And I like to make sure I mention different things because a lot of people focus on just walking. Um, And if that's all you can do, hey, we'll take it because it's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. But when you're able to stabilize your musculoskeletal system at your joints or challenge your heart um, 
uh, as in the high intensity, like meaning that you're going to bring your heart level up, rest for a little bit, bring uh, your heart level up again. And those challenges help train your body to um, not only maximize how you utilize your oxygen and your tissue based on these metabolic pathways, but also the beauty of it, it maximizes our mitochondria. Uh, mitochondria are the energy of our cells. They're the powerhouses of our cells. And a lot of the implications of accelerated aging and the tools that we're using now in the longevity space have to do with improving our mitochondrial function because it, we are able to reduce what we may know as skin, you know, skin sags or mm. brain fogginess or areas where we get more gut dysfunction and all those type of things. All of that can play out of how our what we call our cellular health, mm. being able to get rid of the garbage garbage that we don't need anymore mm -hmm. and be able to keep the things we did. So like Shrek said, it's better in the, excuse me, it's better out than in. Mm -hmm. So um, for those who yes. have ever seen Shrek, I guess. Or, or have children. <laughs> or have children, they should know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So mm -hmm. as we think about that, right, we've covered mm -hmm. genomic testing, the importance mm -hmm. of just moving beyond our traditional mm -hmm. uh, forms of testing when we go to our physician or our mm -hmm. annual physicals. Um, and our mental health, when we think of transgenerational wealth, mm. how do we transpose that to transgenerational health? What do we say to our daughters, our nieces, and the younger generation on mm -hmm. how to really transcend to a culture of, of health awareness beyond the traditional methods that mm -hmm. we've used today? I think that's a good question um, because it it's deep, you know, mm -hmm. it's one of those where we live in a microwave society. Mm -hmm. We, we want things as of like two seconds ago. Mm -hmm. um, and there are many things, even in its marketing that really favors, like, let's do that quick Band-Aid now. Let's go to the next fad or fix. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we have to be, well, what I like to say, um, we need to be more targeted mm -hmm. because of those implications of outcomes. And that's that's a lot uh, that not only with epigenetics testing, but what we call functional testing um, or metabolic testing, where you can do more advanced salivary screens, where you're taking saliva and looking at cortisol levels. You're doing more urinary samples that are looking at how your body's breaking down. And that information could be so pivotal where you're you're identifying areas of what I like to call your KPIs, key performance indicators that you can follow yourself, trends within your body. But that transgenerational component is the science is showing us that if we start making those changes that are more targeted, mm -hmm. that are more um, less one size fits all and more customized to how our body's performing, mm -hmm. that that can make not only transgeneral changes of physically, because mm -hmm. kids are learning by observation, right? Mm -hmm. They're seeing what their parents do, you know, so kids that are uh, grow up vegan or vegetarians, you know, it's not to, it's not hard for them, you know, because that's how they were raised. That's the environment that they were raised in. Um, but for a woman to do so in her preconception period, um, we are owning some of the factors of our mom's moms because we're noticing that uh, or we're what science is telling us that these genomic changes are something that potentially are passed down, but there's still opportunity to change how these modifications or these variations could be expressed. So as we are 
thinking of transgenerational changes, it's a shift in mindset. It's a shift of understanding that I can be able to uh, to take care of something that's a pain point for me now, but know that the additional steps that I can integrate can make a more significant change of how I live, the reduction of heart disease or potential improving my body's defense system against cancer or autoimmune type dysfunction. The fact that as I change my environment, my children or my family members are picking up on these cues or these examples, or I'm sharing that education um, because it becomes so much more than saying, okay, I just want to lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. Now it's finding out Okay, I've been lose I was able to lose the 10 pounds. Why haven't I been able to sustain it? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So that diagnostic testing is, hey, I'm going to see what's going on in my gut. I'm going to see if I need to have urinary testing or uh, saliva testing. Um there's something um that I was sharing with Mishka earlier just from my own genomics. Uh, a couple of things, you know, it definitely defines that, hey, something I've known that I'm lactose deficient, but how are my detox systems working? You know, what are the supplements that I need to take that work better for me so my body can adapt and do what it needs to do to fight the environment that 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 exists with chemicals and all the things that we're exposed to in our foods. Mm -hmm. And so it has to do with education. It has to do with awareness. It has to do with really embodying that the targeted solutions are there. We just have to shift the mindset and know how do we integrate them? What are the, what are the pathways in order to change the and shift that paradigm of thinking that we just wait till we get it. Mm -hmm. We just wait till we get diabetes. We just wait till we get a hypertension. We just wait to, you know, know that, hey, I have a heart problem, knowing that I probably had preeclampsia twice in my pregnancy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where there's been links showing that what hits that can happen in childbirth that can affect women later, even though they may not acutely show it. So I think if anything, it's the awareness and education and the mindset shift that the waves of the delivery of health care for women or for, you know, anyone has to do with how to embrace and and know that we are just as much the CEO of our body. We have our own self-advocate tools. We have control to a certain degree of try, uh, starting to change the outcomes. Mm-hmm. And now we just need to be fittingly be with that trusted healthcare advisor, someone who is willing to carry on that bi-directional exchange or culture that develops over time because it's not going to be overnight. Well said. Well said. <laughs> so we could probably talk all day. I know. I get so excited hours, about this. For hours and hours. <laughs> it, it's such a, a good topic. But, you know, as we close, the goal of this podcast was to empower women to change their trajectory mm-hmm. of not just themselves, but their their children or their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And there's probably so much more we can leave uh, for the audience to research, mm-hmm. which we will. But we want to thank you, Dr. Larissa, thank for you. joining us today mm-hmm. on the Mixtapes. It's been an honor uh, to share your pearls of wisdom with both mm-hmm. myself and our audience. So uh, traditionally, as we close all of our podcasts, we have two very important questions to ask you. Mm-hmm. So the first one being, what is your favorite interview question? Okay. My favorite interview question is actually, what is my favorite quote that I live by? And that would be Maya Angelou's, 
do the best you can until you know better. Mm-hmm. Then when you know better, do better. All right. Very appropriate for yes, what we're talking about. Yes, very much so. When you know better, you do better. Yes, absolutely. And our last very important question, what is your favorite song? Um, I love this question. I'm really excited about this question because <laughs> I knew exactly what I wanted to say. There's so many, mm-hmm. but I thought what was really um, appropriate for just everything that we've talked about. So I have one of my favorite movies back in the day in 1980s was The Last Dragon. Okay. And um, so I what was the guy's name? Ty, was it Tyke? Something with a T, but I don't know. He was the finest thing on earth as far as I was concerned. He was all over my my wall. And um, anyway, there was this song called The Glow. And it was by, um, I believe, Willie Hutch, 1980s. Okay. But it was a, it ended up being a remake, a remake in a way uh-huh. um, that was used on a soundtrack for Insecure. And it was by Victoria Monet, and it's called the the Glow. So you can find the it glow. on either way. Okay. But what I love it, it just really embodies just some really good words. Like when you have that glow, mm-hmm. you know, you just feel like no one can defeat you, basically. Mm-hmm. And then it has a part where it said, when you reach that upper level, your mind, body, and soul mm-hmm. feels as one. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, it's. It has such, it, I mean, it's just a good song. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it's very befitting for Women's Health Month. Mm-hmm. And as you take your sons and daughters to school, then uh, or to work, excuse me, because tomorrow is uh, take your daughter right. or son to work, right? The 28th of April. It is. So when you have that glow, it's just, mm. It's contagious. It's contagious. It's contagious. And the little kids to see it and they absorb it just the yes, same. It's they, a beautiful thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, thank you. That will be added mm-hmm. to our mixed podcast. So thank you, Dr. Larissa. Thank you, we my will, friend. We will welcome you again mm-hmm. as we continue our mixed podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much to Mishka and Dr. Larissa for joining us on the mixtape. Something I really loved about this episode was when Dr. Larissa quoted Maya Angelou saying, when you know better, you do better. And my mom always said this to me growing up, and I absolutely love this quote. She still says it to me today. (laughs) And I think it's just such a realistic and relatable mantra in all aspects of life, particularly, you know, as it pertains to this topic of, of health and wellness. Definitely. And I think we can all do a little bit better at taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a big takeaway for myself from this episode, because I think in general, as women, we try to take on a lot because we're trying to be the best co-worker. We're trying to be the best partner. We're trying to be the best mothers. We're trying to be the best in all of these different areas of our lives where sometimes it gets to the point where you're really not your best in all of them, where really the best is to just sit down and take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then that will feed into all these other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So much of this episode really hits home for me too, because breast cancer does run in my family. My grandmother passed away from breast cancer. So it's one of those things that always sits back in your mind. But Mm -hmm. a little bit that gave me some peace of mind was a statistic that Dr. Larissa shared about the actual realities of genetics and cancer so feeling a little better Mm -hmm. after this Mm -hmm. content but it is one of those things that always kind of hangs out in the back of your mind thinking 
is this something that my mom could have? Is mm-hmm. this something that could happen to me? And I think in general, knowing the realities of the situation and just paying attention and taking some time to take care of yourself in the end is going to be the most beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this information that they discussed today is is helpful for us to share with all the women in our lives too, um, which I think is really valuable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we talk about this as women's wellness, but this is applicable to everybody mm-hmm. because to, in today's age, we're all trying so hard to be the best that we can. Mm-hmm. We've lived through a really difficult past couple of years, and I think we all deserve a little bit of time to ourselves to just put ourselves first mm-hmm. and check in. Yeah. I also loved Dr. Larissa's song and the and the meaning behind that. I thought that was beautiful, so we'll be adding that to the mixtape. Definitely. And in general, just I look back and it's been so wonderful to host this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. I cannot have ever predicted that we would be able to have such amazing guests and come this far and have this really relatable content week in and week out. And I feel like we've got some beans to spill. We've got some beans to spill. <laughs> Mark your calendars. Season three is coming. Oh my gosh, we're spending too much spending time. Too much together. time together. But that was not that was not rehearsed. <laughs> so season three is coming. It will be out later this coming summer, and we look forward to sharing some more fabulous guests with everybody. It's been an honor to host the mixtape here with Valerie, and we're so thankful for all of you for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, send to your friends and family. A very big thank you for being in the mix. We'll see you next season. season.